listening to The Atomic Geeks, a podcast covering movies, TV, comic books, video games, and everything in between. So geeky. Well, hello, Internet. Hello, Atomic Geeks podcast listeners. I'm Mike Downs, and geez, I'm kind of rusty. It's been a while since I've been in the captain's chair, but here I am. I'm in the laundry room in Newmarket, Ontario, and I'm drinking um, Lakeport Pilsner because it's cheap. Let's see who else is here and has a laptop and a headphones. <laughs> oh, hello, Internet. It's your pal Christian from the town of Oakville, and I'm in my basement. And uh, my sad news tonight is that I totally forgot to go to the beer store on the way home. And due to the resources in my uh, liquor cabinet of truth, I am now drinking a nice cold glass of Barefoot Pinot Grigio. Barefoot Pinot Grigio! I don't really want to be drinking this, but then I don't got much choice. Holy shit, that's amazing. Hey, 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 it's Michael DiGiovanni laughing his way through his intro here. But And I'm in Toronto, and for tonight's pod... I'm sorry, that fucking Pinot Grigio. Uh, for tonight's podcasting festivities, I'm trying to recollect myself. And by doing so, I'm drinking a Galt Knife Old Style. And let's say, just so you know, folks, that is beer. It's not wine. Is this the first time anyone's ever drank wine on the podcast? I think so. I don't know. I think I seem to remember having a glass of uh, drinking wine before, but it was a red wine. Yeah. Remember, do you remember we had also uh, the Atomic Geeks French ambassador, Maurice Lomachon, <laughs> on our episode? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, he drank wine. <laughs> I know, because I get home and it's like, uh, I forgot to go to the beer store. I go, uh, I go, what do we got? And my wife goes, well, we got wine. I go, oh. What do we have? Pinot Grigio. Well, I guess I'm drinking that. <laughs> and let me guess, you're drinking it in one of those plastic Return of the Jedi glasses. <laughs> yeah. I'm not drinking it in a wine glass, actually, because we've got some really nice wine glasses for Christmas. And uh, no way I was going to come down here and drink from that and bust it, for crying out loud. So I got this plain old friggin' milk glass and I just poured wine in it. <laughs> but I'm also wearing a fancy beret. <laughs> You know, it's unbelievable because it's like this is episode 98 and we really haven't gone much outside of wine. I mean, Andrew's drinking a lot of, you know, lemonades and uh, soft drinks and maybe even glasses of water. But it's amazing we've gotten this far and so to, for the first time to someone to drink wine. We haven't had anyone have some champagne maybe. Maybe <laughs> next week, Christian, you want to indulge us with that. I'm thinking about that or maybe getting into some liqueurs. <laughs> Peppermint schnapps? Possum cow. Yeah. <laughs> what is that, Dury? Dury's he's a wild card sometimes too. He has like friggin' uh, whiskey and friggin' uh, uh, no name ginger ale and stuff like that. And water. He drinks whiskey and water too. Yeah, and but Andrew drinks more water than he does. Yeah, but that's also why we don't make him to be one of the A list atomic geeks. That's right. Who, Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> You're not here to defend yourself. Look what happens. That's right. The, fix your internet, caveman. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Below the belt. Okay. Does anybody have any? Geek news. Geek news. Who's got some? 
I got a, a couple of uh, a tidbits of uh, geek news, and uh, I don't know. Let's let's start off with the softball. Uh, I, I think it's it's come to you know, if if you once you listen to this news, I, apparently I'm the the guy who brings it as far as geek porn because lo and behold, internet, another uh, product is given the porn parody friggin' treatment, making me feel all funny inside. Uh, but this time around, there ain't no superheroes. This is. The Simpsons porn parody. Yeah, this is quite unbelievable because uh, this is real people, all yellow and fucking Springfield-like. So, uh, you know, it seems to be there is no stone that porn will not unturn. Yeah, you know, when I saw this, uh, to me, this we're starting to beat a dead horse almost. You know, I mean, the the whole the Batman one, things like that. Those they were they were unique. This one, you're doing a, a porn spoof of a cartoon. I, I don't know that uh, that's not my thing. I, not really. And the thing is, throwing a you know a, a cape on a dude while he's mounting a woman. All right, we could get into some chick dressed up as Wonder Woman. That's a lot of people's fantasies. Some guy poorly colored in yellow makeup and a bald cap going dough do it again tickle my ass like that's get, we're getting outside a little bit. we're getting a little too close to Giovanni's regular Saturday night I mean this isn't fantasy no I'm just I find it find it interesting that I guess in in, in DJ's imagination he he thinks that Homer Simpson is into ass play <laughs> but come on you can tell from that guy he's into some weird shit <laughs> That's right. Make make love to me on a bed of donuts. <laughs> now, Christian, from what you understand, because you are the geek porn master on this show, yes. how how wide of a cast is there in this? Is it just the Simpsons family, or does like does any of the famous oh, characters show up? Well, this is this is the interesting point. From what I can what I, what I can see from the trailer after watching it seventeen times, no. Um, <laughs> Uh, first of all, I mean, God, I mean, that would be the word. I'm, I'm pretty darn sure, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, and it's not sure. I mean, I'm hoping that, of course, obviously, the, the, the Simpsons kids are not involved. But uh, Homer's obviously involved. Uh, Marge is seen on camera um, in a scene where basically uh, Homer, I guess, is doing some nighttime, or I'm uh, sorry, what's it? The fr- what's that friggin' uh, the camera, the night vision camera on Marge? Uh, apparently. Uh, uh, Flanders makes an appearance. Uh, there is apparently there's a scene where Homer's watching uh, a McBain movie on television, and all of a sudden, I guess the uh, McBain movie erupts into an erotic fashion. And and talk about outside the character thinking. Apparently, there's also a scene between Mo the bartender and Cookie Kwan from the you know the real estate agency. Miss <laughs> for sure. If we're talking porn. That's right. You know, okay, so this is something that's curious. This is called The Simpsons Porn. Like, they are not calling this The Blimpsons or something. No, there's the, the parody, right? That's the magic word. This is a parody. That means they can do anything they want. So parody gives you full license to be able to say, I'm Mo the Bartender uh, and I'm Marge Simpson. Yeah, I guess it kind of gives you license to say, I'm kind of like Mo the Bartender, but I'm just making fun of the original character, but I am not him. Huh. Well, you know, I'm wondering is, you know, now that they're, you know, to, as to Downs's point, they're deviating uh, simply away from the superhero genre and now they're getting into TV. Like what, 
What else is next? Are they going to start going into more famous film spoofs? Like, are we going to see Lord of the Cock Rings and all that shit? Like, what, <laughs> like, what, what, like, what else are they going to do? Because this seems to be the new porno trend, these parodies. Well, let's see. They've done what? They've done the superheroes and they've done, I guess they've done television. I mean, well, I mean, I'm sure there's tons of material out there. I mean, they could be doing like the A team, maybe. I don't know. Um. Well, and they, I mean, they've always done that, right? That's always been a bit of the porn thing. It's just that I think what's happened in the porn industry is that suddenly these superhero spoofs got them a lot of attention. You know, and, uh, and in a time where the internet is ruining their business, just like it's ruining fucking Hollywood's business, probably even more so, you know, they had, they, they, they had to jump on this fucking bandwagon and be like, yeah, we'll, we'll spoof what, you know, and, and I think that that's just made this whole resurgence. Now, you'll see a lost fucking spoof, I think, uh, porn spoof probably. Yeah, I don't, I don't not see that happening. I think that'll happen for all of the major products. <laughs> You say, wait, did you say a lost porno parody? Yeah, that we, I want to see. Yeah, digital yeah. all over that. Maybe the ending won't make sense in that one either. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There'll be flip-flopping all over the times, <laughs> different times. It'll be crazy. <laughs> Dharma dildos. What? Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, but, you know, Downs, you did kind of stumble upon something interesting here that it seems like – the porno industry is trying to align itself with almost things that are certain to go viral, you know? So they're tapping in to geek culture because I mean, look, we're talking about it. I mean, it's showing up on, I, I saw this, you know, Simpsons porn uh, trailer on websites like io9.com. So, you know, it's maybe exposing it to people that wouldn't watch porn or maybe necessarily have, you know, buy porn, but I, I think, like, when the Downs brings up a good point that they, this, they've been, like, the porn industry has done this in the past. I mean, I, I seem to remember there being uh, someone telling me about uh, a married with children uh, porn parody. And, uh, and I think Star Wars, in some shape or fashion, has been done before as well, hasn't it? I don't know, but it's maybe. But I think, that, like, I think now they're trying to do their parodies more closer to things that would that to the internet audience like Simpsons like superheroes which is hot and stuff like that I, I it, it's almost like they're glomming to stuff glom, did I, sex and glomming that's a weird choice of words uh, to stuff that the Twitter age do you understand you know what I mean like the the parodies are now stuff that w would guarantee that organic pass along. Well, and the other thing I'd say is that what they're doing, what they're doing, and the smart about it from a business perspective, is they're not fighting the battle that Hollywood's fighting about downloading. They've given up that battle. They're trying to find creative ways to create something that people want and worry about the, the monetization of that later. That is what they're, they have to do to re revolution or you know revolutionize their business and compete. In this internet download Twitter age, when people can, you can get a, a thirty-second videos on porn on any website. You know what I mean? So that whole idea, you know, the whole idea of their business has to change. And I think this is one way that they're trying to do that. I'm just more concerned about the fact uh, if they're starting to uh, use, you know, geek properties uh, as for porn parodies, they they better be fairly, you know, carefully selective because. I tell you right now, the last thing I want to see is a friggin' Lord of the Rings friggin' porn parody. I already said that, Lord of the Cock Rings. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, oh. and, there, and there's the Avatar. It's, you can't get worse than that fucking bullshit. There is a Lord of the Rings trilogy? Or no, I, I threw that joke out five minutes ago, buddy. Oh, that wasn't that funny. <laughs> way, to pay, way to pay attention to the rest of the Way to pay attention. But, uh, 
No, I, what I'm more surprised about is how in-depth of a conversation we've had on porn here, for Christ's <laughs> sakes. And Andrew's not even on the podcast. So it's I actually know. An adult conversation. <laughs> I hope they don't come out with a Lord of the Rings porn parody, let me tell you. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> I have more geek news. All right. Well, this is good geek news. Um, uh, the official uh, first image of friggin' uh, Andrew Garfield, otherwise uh, known as the actor who's uh, going to play uh, Peter Parker in the new Spider-Man uh, redo, uh, is online. And I've seen it, and I'm sure you guys have, and I'm sure you have opinions. Well, I mean, Twitter was a flutter after they launched this photo, uh, which I believe was maybe a week ago at the time of this recording, or just a few days ago. Um, to me, I, the one thing I thought that was so funny was I know this was the actual first production still. So like this is the, uh, you know, we're not seeing someone shoot some footage of them on set. This is one legitimately from the film, but he didn't even have the mask on. And, you know, people got so up in arms. My thoughts are this. I think it looks pretty damn good. In fact, the minute I saw the social network, I thought to my, and I knew that Andrew Garfield was going to be the new Peter Parker. I'm like on the surface, he looks way better than Tobey Maguire ever did as your, you know, picture-perfect Peter Parker. And in the costume, I thought he looked pretty decent. Yeah, uh, you know, I I don't know how much I care to, to get all up in arms about it. Um, you know, I, I thought he looked all right. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't, there's a lot of, I didn't like the animation with the first Spider-Man. So I, I don't know. I'm not one of these guys. I think who has all this fucking baggage that it's like, I'm going to freak out about this picture. I thought, it, I, I guess I thought it looked all right. I'm, I, you know, but it's one fucking picture. You know what I mean? Show me a trailer and then maybe I'll make a judgment on the movie. I'm not going to write the fucking thing off because of one still like some of these other nerds on the internet. Yeah. But you have some general impressions of the picture. Yeah, I guess I said it looked all right. I mean, there wasn't a whole. It's a guy in a costume. It's one guy in one costume. You know what I mean? And it's not tremendously off the rails. Well, you know, and Downs, as I said before, which I think is the most important thing, he doesn't even have the Spidey mask on. How can we get all so pissed off? I mean, he's only literally got pajamas on. No, and and you know what? What I will say is that I actually liked. The um, texture of the uh, costume. I was like, that looks pretty cool. I like the that update to it. That looks the logo looks a little bit different. I'm like, you know, all right, show me oh, more. Okay, well then let me get the ball rolling with some unfair, irrational friggin' comments about this one stupid here little photo for See, crying yeah, out loud. First of all, I mean, I don't expect Spider-Man to be a fucking Hulk-like powerhouse. But I, I think this guy could at least use a couple more sandwiches for lunch. <laughs> Is it just me? I mean, I know he's supposed to be wiry, you know what I mean? But he seems a bit too kind of friggin' scarecrow, not enough friggin' muscle there, seems to me. No, I disagree, because from what I understand of this reboot or reimagining or whatever the fuck we're calling this, they're doing high school era Peter Parker. Like, this is Peter Parker year one, for lack of better words. So... I think he looks that that part. I mean, they're largely what I, I see. This is they're largely influenced from Ultimate Spider-Man. That, that's and, what I was going to say. This is I, I was going to say exact same thing. So, to me, I didn't think I didn't look at him and go, "Oh man, please feed that guy a lasagna." You know, I thought he looked like 
what he was supposed to, like high school era Peter Parker. Yeah. I mean, for those people who don't know what the Ultimate Universe is or not into the comic books, essentially Ultimate Universe is basically where Marvel began a brand new uh, universe and, and license, gave themselves license to start everything from the beginning the way they wanted to. So to yeah, speak. it just it was basically streamlining continuity. Right. Well, and, and when it, we, I mean, really, what it did for Spider-Man specifically is it brought the legend of Spider-Man up to date. The kid is doing stuff on the internet. You know what I mean? He's a blogger or whatever. Like it just, yeah. It 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 gave, which I think this movie has to do as well. So I, I like to your point, Mike, is I would think they're looking at that Ultimate Spider-Man by J. Michael Straczynski and going, "This is our storyboard." I would think like that. This is, I think that's exactly the movie they're making. Ultimate Spider-Man is actually by Brian Michael Bendis, but oh, sorry. So I think yeah, it's Jasinski, sorry. no, he was writing that uh, the regular Spider-Man book, but okay. I, I agree. I mean, it, it totally is. So, Christian, I shoot down your argument. I mean, about no, no, the, you disagree with me. What are you shooting down for crying out loud? I'm I can still wrong. think he looks <laughs> shoot down and burn in flames. You're totally you're wrong. wrong. I don't. I don't think. I think he's a bit too skinny, and uh, I, I. I wish I could see it clearer, but I don't. Something's up with that friggin' logo. For crying out loud! I'm not expecting it to be exactly the same as the original logo, but I mean, it looks weird. Well, they've tweaked the costume slightly, and you know, the off the top of my head, I, I don't buy or read the Ultimate Spider-Man. Maybe it's more following in line with that costume, but the costume has been tweaked. So some purists have made notes of. The logo looks differently. Oh, my God. His gloves are a little different. Blah, blah, blah. blah. I wasn't going to mention anything about the gloves. I really couldn't give a shit about the gloves, to be totally honest. One one thing I did hear, though, and this was confirmed uh, recently, is that they will not be organic web shooters. He's actually going to build the the mechanical ones. So that that's going to happen in this film. He'll have those I, wristbands. I find that unusual, really. I thought they would have for sure gone with the friggin' organic ones. Well, and it's it's because it's definitely, you know, in terms of the story you think you have to tell to the audience, you're saying he got bit by a radioactive spider, has all these things, and then decides to make his own webbing? Like, that doesn't – that he's what kind of fucking freak is this guy that he's going to make his own webbing? You know what I mean? Like, what, his powers aren't enough? He, he's got a bunch of powers – I don't know. I think the organic seems to make more sense. Well, I think it, yeah, I agree with you too. I think it solves a lot of like, huh? Cause it's like, really? Like, where is this super fucking genius kid building this thing? And where is he getting all of this webbing? Like, where is it? Where is it? In his garage? Like, what is he using to make all this stuff? So, but apparently that's the case. It's the mechanical, you know, web shooters that Pete, Peter Parker is going to be using in this new film. So that remains to be seen. Mm. Eat a sandwich. Eat a sandwich, you little skinny punk. I don't know. I didn't. But man, talk about outrage, though. This has got a lot of people pissed off by this. Well, it, well it's funny because a few of the comments that I saw on online, uh, Damon Lindelof, one of the writers from Lost, actually was tweeting about how they all think Spidey looks homeless in that photo, how he looks so, you know, <laughs> dirty and disheveled and things like that. So there was a lot of comments that it was like hobo Spidey. <laughs> yeah, but what did, what did well, uh, 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 one of our friends on Twitter mentioned, I think it was uh, 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 Blair Campbell saying basically he had mask mask hair. Like he had just been in some kind of big battle with, I don't know, a group of hobos, I'm assuming. And, you know, he's just uh, he's all p p tuckered out and he's taking his mask off. Exactly. And that's exactly the point. So all people are like, oh, look at Spidey. Is he what, you know, busking for fucking change? 
I'm like, dude, how do you know he just hasn't gotten out of a brawl for, you know, he could have been like rolling around on the fucking ground with Doc Ock or something. Oh, yeah. Maybe he was on the elliptical for like half an hour. You know what I mean? He's just freaking pooped. No, but he, no, <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's been beat up, though. I, I totally got that. And I think. You know, you can't show him in the mask because it's a new actor. So, I, you know, I, I I think they probably struggled with what photo they do they put out first. You know what I mean, and I I don't think it's such a bad choice at all. I don't, I don't hate it. That's for sure. No, I've well, I've got that uh, uh friggin' social network uh, movie, and I'll, I'll plan to see it one of these days. But I mean, I'm, I'm curious to watch that because I like to see how what this because that this Andrew Garfield's friggin' acting chops are like, and see how he would play as a Spider Man or the Spider Man. He's a pretty damn good actor. So I think he'll do, uh, like, at least he was in the social network. That's the only thing I've seen him in, and he was pretty damn good in that. Yeah, he was awesome. He was the guy who uh, created Napster. No, no, he was the guy, the uh, partner of uh, of Zuckerberg. <laughs> Downs doesn't know anybody. I'm joking. That's Justin Bieber, or uh, whatchamacallit, Justin Timberlake, who was yeah. the uh, guy from the Napster. This is perfect reporting, once again, from the Atomic Geeks podcast. <laughs> so check out that guy in, um, what's that movie where they kidnap the kid? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let me check my notes here. Uh, Theodore Glickadadinkadin. <laughs> yes, he's good in the Facebook movie. <laughs> that kid. That's as good as we're going to get from Downs. <laughs> I don't know. I think that movie is overrated. Anyways, okay. Um, it was all right. Uh, all right. So let's move on to tonight's topic. Um, we did one of these last year and, uh, it's funny cause I'll reference that cause I, I tried to get back and listen to a little bit of it, uh, before this podcast, but, uh, it's time for our episode 98, which is our technology roundup 2011. Yeehaw. I like that. It's a roundup and it's yeehaw. Oh, and with a subtitle, the future is now. Uh, can we make believe that we're cowboys? <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to. Drinking um, Pinot Grigio? <laughs> <laughs> I like that we have a subtitle this year. Yeah, yeah. The future <laughs> is now. That's our subtitle. <laughs> and Starfade. And we're back. Um, okay, so... Uh, you know, we, we talked about this, uh, as we, as I, as I mentioned off the top last year, uh, and we made some predictions, talked about some things that were upcoming. It's pretty interesting being a year later, specifically because, you know, that episode, the iPad didn't exist and we were talking about it. And, uh, you know, one year later, three out of four of us own these iPads. So, uh, that's pretty interesting. Well, I, I think I went on record in that episode saying, I make a guarantee that at least two of us will have it before year. You know, the absent Andrew Bloom was like not buying that whatsoever. And it turned out he was not buying that. And he's the only one of us that doesn't have an iPad. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said, too, that if I didn't get one by the end of the year, I would cry like a big fat baby. Yeah, well, and I, I think we said we one of us for sure, and I, and I think I said I'll probably have one by Christmas. You know what I mean? I, I, I was positive, and I, we all did. We all got them around the same similar time. Um, the other thing is that the uh, CES show, the Consumer Electronics Show uh, in Las Vegas, was just on uh, a week or so ago from the time of this uh, recording. So, you know, it just seems to be a good time to talk technology uh, beginning of the year and talk about what we think is going to happen, especially because we've heard a lot of rumors in the Apple camp. So I figured I'd start this conversation with Apple, because we have a lot to talk about, probably just from uh, their side of things. And I guess the biggest news 
you know, almost geek newsworthy coming out pretty much the day of this recording is that Steve Jobs is once again going to have to leave Apple for uh, some cancer treatment. Um, you guys have any thoughts on that? Do you guys know much about that? Uh, I, I didn't, uh, I, it always it looked kind of gaunt to me. Uh, I didn't realize he actually had, uh, or he was dealing with cancer, uh, before. Uh, I mean, what more can you say? I mean, uh, get better. <laughs> I wasn't aware of that news. Did that just come out today, Downs? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, I apologize off the top of my head. I've forgotten what type of cancer it is that he had that, um, basically when uh, he stepped away a few years ago, went through his treatments or whatever and, and had positive results, but now has to step down again. Um, and this literally came out, uh, I think that's Tuesday, the day we're recording this. This came out yesterday, I think, on Monday. Um, and so this is, you know, pretty unique. And it's, it's interesting because it, what it showcases, when Steve left the first time, the country kind of floundered a bit. Um, you know, their Apple TV launch was supposed to happen, or it did happen when Steve wasn't there and really didn't get picked up really at all um so it's it's it could be a really interesting time for apple going forward with uh with steve stepping back again and no one really over there who seems to be able to lead and and be an uh, evangelist like he is that's for sure well i i also heard the last time that steve jobs stepped down they in they instead of doing an iphone they were going to do an i waffle maker that, so uh yeah it was completely off strategy and a massive <laughs> and i heard this massive- and I heard they spent billions in developing eye syrup as well. Uh-huh, you guys are hilarious. <laughs> no, but that that Apple TV thing has been cursed from the get go. Because I mean, I wasn't. It makes sense now that 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 original launch or the beta launch or whatever of it what happened during him not really being there because that was very mishandled. Uh, and now the, you know, the Apple TV is just before Christmas has relaunched. It was sort of a soft launch again, I would say, as yeah, they're trying yeah. to work through the bugs of it. Um, do you know much about the Apple TV downs? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's basically, it's, it's been quite, uh, redesigned, as a matter of fact. It was, um, like the Mac minis, it was, it was much bigger originally. But the other thing, too, is that, Cloud computing in the iTunes store and stuff has got a lot uh, as updated since they launched Apple TV originally. So a lot of the content now is much better than it was when it came out, you know, a year and a bit ago or two years ago when it was first launched. Now, is that here or in the States? Because I think with any of these freaking streaming freaking media boxes, generally when they got content contracts, and stuff, it's better in the States than up here. Yeah, and that's pretty much, you know, just the rule we have to live with up here. There's, there is some content on there, but it's not, obviously not as much as on the States. It can, if, if you have a U.S. account, you can get some pretty cool free TV shows and stuff on that, you know, pretty, pretty easily. From what I understood about Apple TV though was, was that it was a system that allowed you to basically connect your television with Netflix, uh, your, anything off of your iTunes, your anything that you've downloaded on your computer, uh, anything from I believe, is it Flickster or something like that? So I don't think it's necessarily a delivering content. It's more of a, faci- a facilitator of content. Yeah, I mean that's true. That's a great point, Mike. But I mean the one thing is, it's also it's Apple's closed system. So like you can't play Xvid and DivX, for example. You know what I mean? So you're you're in that Apple world of things where the best way to get their content is to download it from the iTunes Store. You know what I mean? Like you're not you're not downloading a lot of movies off of a torrent or something and playing on the Apple TV because most of that shit is all DivX and Xvid codecs. They're not really Apple friendly. 
Oh, okay. Uh, aside from VLC hack, which we'll talk, or VLC, which we can talk about in a bit, uh, as well from that thing. But, but you're right. It, it's, it, it was basically, you know, uh, being the pioneer of that computer device at your television to, to stream like YouTube and stuff. You know what I mean? To, right to your television. Yeah. That's what I thought it was. It's like every video that you could get a hold of that was, you know, compatible with Apple. You could now watch on your television. That's from what I understood it. I, I, it's yeah, not yeah. like a Netflix sort of device. It's more just like the uh, the plugin that now allows your compute your TV to watch YouTube and anything off your you know anything video casts and anything off iTunes. Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically your first computer at your TV. Yeah, it's really. It's been, and it's still. I mean, a lot of people don't have that yet. You know, I mean, I, I do, and I'm I'm getting people to, to do it. My friends and family, you know, plugging a laptop into your television is what, what I do a lot now, and I see people doing. But even then, and that's what this this was a uh, like the Mac Mini. The idea is that this is a tiny little computer that you're work you're using maybe a, a wireless mouse with or something, and you're not really typing documents and and maybe you're surfing the web, but you're consuming more video content than anything else on the web video content. In, on paper, that sounds like a pretty cool fucking device. Whether we're there yet remains to be seen. Yeah, and I, I mean, again, one of the problems I think you have with it is that you'll. I mean, and this is, I think, a lot of problem with Apple products in general is that you have your diehards, but everyone else, their their closed systems are a little too difficult to manage. And you know, an, an iPhone is a lot different than everyone having a computer at their television. You know what I mean in terms of the penetration. You know, everyone has a cell phone, and a, a smarter cell phone isn't such a hard sell to, you know, you can watch your television over the Internet. I mean, some, so you guys also have regular cable. I don't, but, you you know, Christian, you're just getting to talk about making that switch now. You know what I mean? They launched this Apple TV two fucking years ago. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right, check mark on the Apple TV discussion. Well, uh, no, but my, my, uh, the other concern I think that should be addressed about uh, uh, Mr. Jobs, uh, you know, not, you know, being sick and stepping away. Isn't there rumors about the iPad 2 supposed to be this year too? Absolutely. You know, there's a couple things that we need to talk about from the Apple side, and it definitely app, uh, iPad 2 is one of those. So, so the, but to, just to t- close out, uh, before we get to the iPad 2 in terms of why it actually might be time for Steve to leave, though, I think, is that um, I think Apple's going to have a bit of a tough time the next little while. You can't consistently create devices like an iPhone and iPad every year and keep, you know, inventing new things like that. There's just not that many devices that people need. And the iPad 2 is going to come out, and we'll talk about that in a second, but it's just another one that's already there. You know what I mean? The iPhone is is hugely popular. The iPad is out there, and it's going to, you know, blaze the trail for tablets. But, you know, what are they going to invite next, the iPad? Dishwasher, you know, like there's just, I just don't think there's, I don't think this year they're going to inv- invent anything that's going to be groundbreaking this I year, maybe the, next year. I believe the waffle maker was suggested. Did we talk about that? I mean, that's not sounding like such a bad idea now. Yeah. <laughs> Apple designers are like, those fucking atomic geeks are onto something. <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, Downs, there's, let's be honest, the, the iPad, though I love it, is just a, a, you know, an extension almost of the iPhone. In respect. I mean, I don't own an iPhone, so I just wanted something that was Apple, and the uh, the tablet is very cool. But you're right; it's like it's hard to stay at the forefront of now creating something brand new. Like what you know, they don't have like the i 
eyes, you know, like that, that we can put in and, you know, have video streamed directly into our retinas, you know, like it's <laughs> or eye pants. Eye uh, pants. Yeah, but I mean, I just it just seems to me the only logical thing for them to do because they got a, a, a quite a few uh, quality products that they can essentially rest their laurels on, constantly improve by you know, you know, giving us new versions of them, thus making big friggin' dorks like us, you know, long for the newest version and keep wasting our money. Well, see, I'm I'm not sure that's that's correct because I feel that so what what these guys are are great at is redefining. Um, a, a genre or, or like a, a, a market segment, if you will. You know, the, the smartphone was nothing until the iPhone came around, right? They, they redefined that. But now, you can get a pretty fucking half decent. And in fact, if you're, you're, if you're not into the rules of Apple, you can probably get a better phone for your needs if you take a little bit of time and look at the other phones out there. There is a suite of tablet computers coming out into 2011. You know, it, Laptops are fucking dead. Netbooks lasted maybe six months. Tablet computing is the next mobile computing. We, that's, that's where we're at. And, and, and that is because of what Apple did with the iPad. But that's it now. You know what I mean? Like, and, yeah, and, and, but, the, and the other – sorry, go ahead. But don't you think there, as far as the tablets go, I mean a lot of companies are jumping on this train. How many of them are going to succeed? I mean essentially Apple is the Cadillac of the tablet at this point. There's nothing really to compete with it because essentially there's a whole marketplace that has already invested real money dollars and apps that work specifically on that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It seems to be there's a glut of freaking tablets right now. I mean if anybody's interested in getting something other than an Apple tablet, would probably have to wait a while before the dust settles to even consider getting one of them. No. No, and, and, and I'll tell you what, where I think what who I think can do this is I think Android has the real potential. They've been gaining on Apple in terms of an OS for uh, cell phones for quite some time, and I think that it, this has the potential of to do something like Linux or Ubuntu um, promised to do. But because Google is behind this uh, Android, I think it could be an, an OS that it, basically an operating system that is free and and that. And everyone should get behind that for that fucking reason. You know what I mean? And and because of that, it could make it a great operating system. Well, didn't they announce that there was one of the uh, another tablet coming out in 2011? And I can't remember who is behind it, but it's compatible with Android. Wasn't that announced at CES? Yeah, there's a bunch. I mean, there's a bunch of people who are, who are working now. Cause, and, and so in fact, so here's a project that was, I looked into uh, last week. I've mentioned I have an HP tablet. I've bitched about it, I'm sure, before. It's one of the worst computers ever. Fuck Hewlett Packard computers. Um, this one's particularly this, this, uh, TX1000 it is. And I mentioned how I, I put Apple software on it. Do you guys remember that? No. You don't remember me saying that? I, I took this as an atomic pick. I told you guys, I took this tablet. Got rid of uh, Windows Vista, which was on it, and put uh, Mac OS X on it, which was awesome because it was before the iPad was out. So I actually had a tablet Mac, a Hackintosh, if you will. It, it didn't work that well because the tablet doesn't have multi-touch. So it wasn't like you know your iPad. But so what I looked at the other day was, is could I put Android on this? Because Android is a cell phone operating system. So in terms of booting up, this computer would be lightning fast. And people are building on Android. Even right now – you know, while Apple developers are sleeping, you know what I mean? There's a, there's some nerd in his basement who's still writing code for Android. And in a, in a year from now, I think that's going to have a, a massive, uh, effect on the bottom line of what's the better operating system, honestly. 
Yeah, and you know, I, I agree with that. I mean, I, when, when you're talking about operating systems, you, everyone starts, you start losing me. Cause I mean, I'm sure if we compared them head to head and really, you know, like granularly looked at them, th- there's, you know, Android versus the Apple, blah, blah, blah. But I think at the end of the day, what, the, to go along with what Christian was saying was Apple is the sexiest brand going. If you do not have, the Apple product, and because obviously they were the first to market as well, you're, it's just I I can't see anyone really stealing the thunder of the iPad or the iPad two or the twelve or the twenty eight. You know? Yeah, like, for right for me right now, I fucking love my iPhone. You know, and I and I I, I feel comfortable with the fact that eventually when you know my whatever current plan goes out. Uh, you know, elapses and I can upgrade to the iPhone 4. All of my apps that I've purchased and so on can move over to there. Same with my iPad. If for some reason I'm making a bazillion dollars more a year than I am now, I'm able to afford a new iPad. At least I know apps that I've bought will transfer over to that. I mean, from what I understand about the Android system, and that's very little to be honest, but apparently isn't their app store just basically filled with Every goddamn piece of software any friggin' Joe off the street can make. There's like no real filtering system for the software for that uh, device. Or yeah, devices. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not. I am not saying right now that I think Android today is better than what Apple has. Um, what I do think, though, is that as as tablet computing and and I'm, I'm I'm thinking even the next step of the you know going away from even sitting at a keyboard and looking at a computer. I think. How computer, humans and computers interact is changing significantly. And my grandmother and my grandfather and even my mom don't care as much as we do about what's sexy. So I think is if you start to look at a computer like a household appliance, um, some people have the KitchenAid appliances. Those are the rich people and those are the, you know, high ups. But a lot of people have the General Electric. And I think Android, you know, is positioning and Google are positioning themselves like a General Electric, a baseline system. Oh, okay. You know I see what you mean? So the more, you talk about the more affordable model, but that still essentially has the elements of the, the tablet technology. Well, and, and, and because of that, the, the penetration is higher. You know what I mean? You, mm-hmm. If you get devices in everybody, everybody's hands, you know what I mean? And, and Apple doesn't want to be that. Apple wants to be, to Mike's point, the sexy thing. You know what I mean? Only certain people can afford the fucking Apple product. And does this is, is, is am I stupid? But does this sound almost exactly this whole uh, race exactly kind of mirrors the friggin' Macintosh PC friggin' wars before? Of course it does. You know what I mean? It's like you know Mac is taking the the, the, the you know the catbird seat so to speak as a as a privileged ownership so to speak, and everyone else get yourself a PC or an Android, I guess in this case. Yeah, exactly. Or, or you know, a BlackBerry. Or you know, Windows is still out there. You know, I mean, they've got Windows Seven Phone. You know what I mean? But, but although BlackBerry is a pretty good quality product as well. I mean, my wife hates my iPhone. She loves her BlackBerry. I mean, she's the one saying, "I want to get my, I want to get one of those torches for crying out loud." You know what I mean? She she does not like the interface of the iPhone. I mean, and, and a lot of people use Blackberries. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting that the numbers BlackBerry is. Really on the downslope, though, you know, um, in terms of where they're at, you know, Android is going up. Windows 7 is going up just because it's brand new so that, you know, the numbers have to go up because there, there aren't really any historical numbers. And obviously you've got Apple in there and Blackberry. Unfortunately, even though they have such a, they have a massive install base, almost probably that rivals the iPhones because a lot of companies use Blackberries and stuff. Um, I, I just think from what I know, a lot of people don't like their Blackberries. I'm surprised to hear your wife say that because I can't stand mine. I would much rather have an iPhone. 
Okay, I hate the fucking BlackBerry. Oh, I asked her to text on my phone. She goes, how do you do this? I don't understand how you can do this. I need keys. She goes, I need keys. <laughs> Doesn't BlackBerry have a tablet coming, though, too? That wouldn't surprise me. Actually, I think that. I've heard that, though. Like, they're they're behind one which is going to be very comparable or and or better than the iPad. So why don't <laughs> we talk about the iPad, too? We've been kind of hovering around it. Yeah, so um, – I want it. <laughs> the, the iPad – well, I mean, the, the big – I guess the big – rumor I think that probably most people would care about is that, you know, FaceTime would be coming to the iPad 2 with a front and rear facing camera. So, you know, the whole video conferencing, um, also it, uh, you know, it, it, it's getting a bit bigger, but th- this basically walk around with the laptop, a, a tablet with a, f- uh, phone capabilities and a camera. I mean, you're talking, you can do video conferencing anywhere you want with a, with this thing. What yeah, a- that's cool. Camera, I mean, a camera is neat. I mean, I like, I like all the, I mean, on my iPhone, I have all the friggin' uh, stupid camera apps I spend way too much money on, but I mean, I would love to try all that shit on an iPad for crying out loud. And one of the, uh, the new features for the iPad 2 I heard as well was they're really working on, and I'm not actually joking here, was a way to make the screen not get so smudgy. Do you not that they're actually they're, they're going to make an improvement on that because it is hard for that screen not to get. Don't you find it gets dirty and fingerprinted and like? Oh, it, what, whenever I read uh, on my iPad, I always wear mittens, so uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. No, but I, I, anytime my boys have it, I take it back and I have to wipe it down immediately. You know what I mean? And then I'll use it, and then even after playing a game, I'll be like, you take you you switch it off, and you're like, look at all the friggin' fingerprints on that thing, yeah. all over it. You have to get them eye mittens. <laughs> yeah. They're the eye rubber gloves, I believe it is. Like when you're wa- you can wash your dishes and you can play on your iPad. But no, I've heard that that is one of the, the corrections or what the improvements that they're doing for iPad 2. Now I don't know what that is. If that means the screen is made of diamonds or something or a, you know, Reed Richards has been uh, optioned to help design a, you know, a smudge-proof fucking screen for the <laughs> iPad 2. The new iShammy. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little hook beside your iPad 2. You can attach uh, the iShammy and hang it there whenever you need it. That, that, that's their improvement. <laughs> That's the improvement. <laughs> Could you imagine? In the box is just a rag. Use this. Yeah, that's, that's right. All they've changed since the first version. <laughs> like it's a really old, cut-up Apple bedsheet that, that never took off. <laughs> Apple pajamas. That's right. That Apple logo is like ten years old. <laughs> No, but uh, uh, and so uh, one of the big news. Do you, do you guys know why they're pushing a, a iPad two so fast? Do you guys know this? Because people will buy it. Yeah, that's well, what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, part, partly because a lot of uh, the other computer developers' uh, uh, slates aren't going to hit until late 2011. So, and um, Steve Jobs has this line where he says, uh, and he said this before, like with the iPhone and stuff, where you can see that our second version is already hitting the market ahead of our competitors who haven't even launched their first one yet. So the speculation is that he wants to say that again about the iPad um, and get it out, you know, in in Q1 or Q2, the, the spring at the latest, you know, of this uh, iPad 2, and say, look, no one else even has this fucking done, and we're already on our second version. That's why see, we're better. Now you see, I hear that, and I don't like that because that's really now. Uh, com- combative marketing, and I understand what they're doing is that it's 
listen, we're either going to show how great we are, look how big our balls are, or it's also the sort of the idea of, well, if people are going to be making news in the market about releasing their tablets, we have new news because we now have the iPad too. That kind of bothers me because that suggests there's really not a user need for this upgrade, but I will still be brainwashed to probably <laughs> want to fucking buy it. Yeah, I mean, I want, I want like two of these iPads too, so my wife and I can like FaceTime in bed, you know. Uh, I'll tell you, good I, night, th- good night, honey, good night. I, 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 did I talk? I'm not sure if I talked about this. You know, my wife's little cousin, you know, who's uh, you know in her 20s or something. They all have iPhones, and she's like, you know, seriously, if, if we're at one party, my friends at another party, we'll have the iPhone on on FaceTime and. We're, we're watching other people at a party at a party, you know, like this whole video conferencing just through your phone is something that it, the future is today. It, and, and that on an iPhone, on an iPad is fucking awesome. That apparently is one of the very new trends. I've heard about that, that that FaceTime where people are broadcasting house parties yeah. in essence, like that, like 17 and 18 year olds or whoever or the, the kids Using air quotes, the the, the whippersnappers uh, are <laughs> youngsters. <laughs> the youngsters uh, are you know at one of their parties, listening to their jungle music, and uh, <laughs> no, and they're they're literally broadcasting. This is what's kind of going on here. Let's see what's happening at that party. I mean, this is becoming you know. I'm sure if you and that'll be extend across countless things. I mean, yeah. you'll probably be able to do that. For weddings, for, you know, uh, friends and family that can't make it to the wedding. And then you think, wait, like even comic cons. Think about it, man. There people will set up this FaceTime shit to kind of go, Hey, we're live in San Diego for my t- six buddies who aren't here. Yeah. You know what you could do though is that you could walk around like that friggin' Tweaky from uh, the Buck Rogers friggin' movie. You know what I mean? And wear a friggin' iPad 2 on your chest and your, your friends could like look at the con while you're walking around. What was it named that robot? Doctor Z, uh, not Doctor Z. No, it was Tweaky. Tweaky, but yeah, but he had that computer guy. That's right, Buck. But he carried around that super computer face around with him all the time. What was his name, though? Uh, iPad. Oh, iPad. Oh, which is very strange and ironic that they had actually thought about that almost thirty years ago. Now, do you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I do remember. I thought I'm still uh, remembering Tweaky. That was a why would you build a robot that small and childlike? I don't know. But then why would they build a super genius robot to be carried around like a friggin uh, like the friggin what's his name's friggin uh, super clock from Public Enemy? Well, because it was probably technical limit, technical limitation of the time. It could either have brains, but it can't move. Or it can move around, but it's got to look like a fucking idiot. I mean, that's that's the limitations they were working under at the time. Flavor Flav. I, just had to say I was just going to say, Christian, you <laughs> totally just pulled the downs there. You know, know. the thingy, the thingy around his neck, the uh, the guy, the singer, the singer guy. And it, I don't necessarily mean that he wears a super clock. It's just a super clock. <laughs> well, I've, it, it, I'm sure if we talked to Flavor Flav, he'd say his clock was pretty fucking super. Um, the other uh, rumor I've heard about the iPad, iPad Two, is that uh, there's a possibility iPad? that the, the iPad, yes, they may uh, actually do away with the home button. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that too. It may, it may be a buttonless computer. That's right. So instead of apparently going pushing the button home, I think you like basically use your entire all fingers of your hand to kind of like do a little friggin' swoop. 
yeah. to go back home or something like that? It would be a gesture, yeah, as opposed to a button. So a total <laughs> yes. buttonless. A gesture. That's hey, what they're iPad. fucking called, gestures. I, no, I know. I'm just imagining the gestures you would give your iPad to make it do things. I'm giving, I'm giving you a gesture right now, motherfucker. Wait. Devil horns? <laughs> See, I want to. I want to get to the time when I can do more of like a nod, <laughs> or maybe an, a wink or a funny face to make your uh, go back to your home. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. I said this the other night. I was uh, out with some some technology buffs, and um, you know, uh, I, I said. The, the the future is now. I, that's where I was thought of this for that. Wow, two nights like, in a row with technology buffs. Lucky I know. You. I'm I, I my God. I am such a fucking. Lucky <laughs> no, I was man. actually going to jump in there and go. Clearly, uh, fans, he was not with Christian and I. <laughs> no, these guys actually knew what the fuck they were talking about. Um, <laughs> Christian just called the iPad an iPad. Oh, I was just joking for crying out loud. I make jokes. I don't know if you listen to the podcast. <laughs> we do. We never hear these jokes you mentioned. <laughs> So anyway, you're talking to your stupid friend. Yeah, I had to take heads. a drink of my fucking beer. Shut the fuck up with my stupid friend, you fucking prick. Um, what was I going to say now? I forgot what I was going to say. You're talking to your snooty, hoity-toity <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. tech the, friends. Yeah, the think tank of technology you're out with last night. You're talking about how you guys are together, and apparently you're beginning your conversations with, the future is now, my friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's measure our brains one more time. I like this game. <laughs> I said, God, you know what? This time we're doing tomorrow night, I'll be hanging out with a couple of fucking idiots on Skype talking, trying to explain this shit that we talked about tonight to those Setting two Setting the internet on fire. <laughs> so there I am with my two friends. We walked out on a patio and I said, you know, my friends, one day the city will all be ours. <laughs> the future is now. Up, and you pulled up your hoods and sauntered back inside for a cigar and a brandy. <laughs> <laughs> it was the annual uh, Super Villains Club. No, so um, actually, in fact, um, I was saying how with the i with the whole touch interface with the iPad, you know, I can't wait till we don't have to write a Word document anymore. You know, um, the whole idea of Word and, and you know, what I mean, writing a, a Word report or even a fucking email is because. Human beings had to have a way to invent a way to interact with computers to get a message across. You know, so here's my, for instance, is that, you know, the, the uh, testing that I do in my business, if I'm testing a video game or something, I do a lot of videotaping. So I have video clips that I show. But I have to write a report around those clips. Why can't I just take a video of me telling you what your issue is and then go, here are some videos of the problem. Like, why the fuck am I writing a, a goddamn Word document? I don't. I, I want those days over. Yeah, but I don't want to have to friggin' comb my hair for Christ's sakes and make sure I shade every time I got to give a fucking report. No, but so, you, so uh, yeah, but so you, you get dressed up for that when you're delivering your fucking report. But what about? Yeah, what if you have to do? What if your job has, has to have to do? reports daily for crying out loud that's a lot of freaking maintenance if you ask me but you're only showing yourself from the neck up i mean it's not like you have to be dressed all the way up you just got to look like you're not homeless well with a face like mine takes a lot of maintenance i'm telling you right now <laughs> no. so you're saying down that your thought is instead of sending emails we would just send like v mails like video mails yeah, or like, something are, are we not at that point now where i can just go like take my ipad 2 and go message and hold it up and go 
Hey, uh, DJ, what's down? Do you want to go for a beer? Click. That just sends a video to you. You know what I mean? And then why does it have to be video? Why can't it be audio? Well, f- whatever. I, I just I, I want to hit a button, record audio or video. Maybe it's just as audio with a picture of me. I'm just saying. Why do I have to type that fucking message? Typing into a computer is what they invented in the 1970s for us to use computers. Why are we not? We should be past that now. So you want to basically, basically exercise the written word from business practice altogether? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm okay, a, a legal document. I'm not saying you're going to have a 3D fucking, uh, you know, avatar of someone re- reciting 150,000 pages. Well, I was well, also going to say if you have a contract, you go, all right, if you agree with this part, sign on his chin. <laughs> Jeez. I, I, I hate to see the Mike Downs accounting firm's year-end friggin' review for crying out loud. I'm not saying Holy abolish sh- the written fucking word. I'm just saying, but <laughs> at the end of the day, what are you using emails for? You're e- using an email to talk to someone. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm just trying to think of these accounting reports, fucking 17-hour videos you're getting sent. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, but in the back, yeah, in the cab, and I had to give the guy a tip. You know what I mean? Yeah, but no, but the guy's doing it in front of a green screen, and in the background, they're playing like Die Hard one, two, and three back to back. Now this is a report I can get behind. So, no, but Downs, you know, what I always wondered. I guess that you know there was that software or whatever, which was basically you speak, and it basically transcribes the words that you're saying into written form. That, Dragon? Yeah, that never took off, did it? It works, though. Somewhat well. But so, people I, don't really use that, do they? And, and even, even voice commanding of computers was around 15 years ago. But no one – you don't see people going to your point, like you said earlier. I want to be able to just say, nod my head, you know, close email. That, 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 shit, that technology exists, but no one uses it. But that's the technology I think that if anything needs to be improved on is that friggin' voice – uh, friggin' activating uh, inanimate objects, friggin' shit, for crying out loud. You know what I mean? Because I want to get in my car and say, you know, uh, do this, do that, do that, and let's go. You know what I mean? And actually do what I have to say, you know? Does that make sense? Did I just ramble there? <laughs> no, so you're basically, you, you want to say, uh, put it on easy listening, adult contemporary radio. Yeah. Like, I've, I've been in my mother-in-law's fancy-ass friggin' vehicle. It's a friggin' gigantic thing. And you can say find like directions like find gas station like th- this is this is how you do voice commands fuck that thing does not work at all you know what i mean it's just say it again say it slower you know it's all fucking bullshit yeah that's there was i actually watched the uh the series premiere of this uh, the hbo show or the showtime show called uh, episodes with uh, matt leblanc i don't know if anyone else watched that mm, that's where he has gray hair right yeah and in the, the, the first episode, he's driving in his car and he's trying to make a call using one of those systems. And they were just kind of – it's exactly what you're describing, Christian. He's like, all right, uh, you know, call my agent and then uh, Maury. And then the guy – it's like, calling mom. Not mom, Maury. Maury. Calling mom. And it's like – and then he, all of a sudden he's like, cancel call. And then it's like he just can't do it. And then all of a sudden he's got to get on the phone with his mom. You're right. It's almost like that when you're calling your – your wireless or cable company, you're stuck on that sort of that with that voiceover fucking yeah. command. State your problem. You know what? I say, yeah, fuck you. Here's my problem. Zero. Bing. You know what I mean? I want to talk to somebody. Yeah, like you, you, I definitely hope that – and I'm sure they're going to get there. I think what Downs – what you're describing to go back to this sort of like instant V messaging, if I can co- try to coin something there – 
I can see us moving somewhat in that direction, but I think the written word, and but if you know, as we call it, the word document using air quotes, that's not going to be able to go away completely. There's going to have to be records. You can't have just video records of everything. But I think I do think that there will be, to your point, the hey, great idea. Take a look at this. I've updated the uh, version. I've saved it as version three. And then all of a sudden they, it starts playing or the documents there. Instead of that being sent in an email, it's being done as a video. I could see that happening. Well, and not only that, but I think if you think the more and more the video and pictures are around, like, okay, so um, did you guys uh, – we're all over the place. But did you guys take a look at the uh, Flipbook application I, I suggested you guys take a look at by any chance? Yeah, you talked about that before. I have that. Um, Flipbook is that's the app on uh, iPad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is an iPad app that was uh, app of the year for 2010, uh, 2010. And um, what so what it does for those of our listeners who don't haven't seen this is that you can put your Facebook and Twitter feeds in, and as well as like any other news source. So I've mentioned before this program I use called Pulse, which was a news reader. Well, this is uh, basically a similar type of thing, but what it does is it takes your Facebook and your Twitter and all these other news things you subscribe to, and it it displays them like a magazine. And so now, like what I started thinking about when I started thinking about these things, I started seeing the the future in my head. You know, I'm flipping through basically all of my face. Facebook friends status updates and anyone who posts a picture it's right there or there's a video it's right there and I'm flipping through like a magazine and I'm clicking play or I'm you know I'm zooming in on a picture in this magazine format and I'm like wow you know next thing you know that interface is on a wall and I'm using something like Microsoft's Connect and I'm suddenly I'm a minority report and I'm throwing windows of information around you know, it's on a wall here. I'm watching a movie and I walk in the kitchen and now all of a sudden, you know, I touch the fridge and the fridge is all of a sudden got my movie on it. You know what I mean? Like it feels like we're – these are the stumbling blocks or the pieces that are going to put that fucking existence into place in the next five years or less. Don't you think? Yeah, and so, you know what? I got to say the, the, the geek world has just anxiously been waiting for the minority report reality to be coming. <laughs> eh? like, we should stop saying minority report. We should say Iron Man or Iron Man 2. That's when it was done freaking awesome. No, but minority report seems to be, I mean, if that has any lasting effect or legacy, it's that it was really the first time to show off that technology of pass, passing the information, flipping through, using your hands. Like, let's be honest, Iron Man 2 did it better, but minority report was the first one. That's true. They, everyone wants that world. We want that world no matter whether it's even necessary. I mean, I don't even know if actually that would make the world better, that I'm just standing there flipping through, <laughs> using my hands and seeing, oh, hey, man, looks like Christian's profile status says he's gearing up for a great weekend. Let me flip past that. Yeah, no. Look, I, I, I would send you a V-mail and say, man, I can't get out right now. I'm really busy. Look at these pit stains. I've been moving files around all day long on this screen. No, but I, but I, I, I have to tell you, I much prefer flipping through it in a magazine and seeing, like, especially when you think about it, it's not the, the 100, even in Twitter, it's now, for me, it's not the 140 characters. It's, okay, I link to this web page, and suddenly that web page is right there and i'm like oh this is an interesting article now i'm reading this and to me that could be on my big so the, the real short-term version of that is that that's on my big screen tv you know what i mean in the next year you know what i mean right there 
that app that app, Apple's already created, you know what I mean, on a touch device, you know what I mean, is already that like we already have these things. The whole idea of the flipping through information like that to me is that it's bridging that gap of why it's it's not something you're looking at on a on a desktop of a computer. No, I know what you're saying, but I think you know more importantly, I think you want that friggin' uh, evil mastermind's office where he has a giant wall of like 15 TVs that he's watching all at the same time. Yeah, that's Downs for sure. As soon as he saw that movie, fucking 11 years ago, he's like, I cannot wait till we're at the point where I can do that. But I gotta say, I I downloaded that Flipbook app. I thought it was a bit gimmicky. Uh, that for my tastes. I, now that you've explained it, Downs, and you've articulated it, it sounds a lot cooler than it came across to me. I thought it's, it, an, it, it's an interesting, neat kind of way to navigate a whole bunch of different things at once. Yeah. Well, I, 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 it really is. It really is taking something. It's like the future of how you're going to interact with things like Facebook. You know what I mean? Like right now, mm-hmm. again, we sit down and go to a browser. I think those days are numbered, and this is this is where it's going. It's an app, you know what I mean, that just displays all of your information, your your social networks, your TV feeds, your movie feeds. You know what I mean, everything's going to be feeds. If there's a movie, there's got to be something out there that talks about the feeds. I think that's what the, that's what we're moving to. Yeah, but you know, it sounds like like because I downloaded it too, and I I keep forgetting I have it. No offense, maybe it's just because that's the way I am. I mean, it sounds like. That's what I should be using, but I'm more than just comfortable, like, itemizing my buttons I push before I go to bed, okay? Let's see, you know, uh, push my Twitter button, you know, uh, push uh, friggin' uh, the Facebook and my Facebook link, and da-da-da-da, and push this button, and check any free comics on DC or Marvel, that button, that button, and then I go to bed. I I, I never even think to go and use the flipbook and amalgamate them all at once. But I gotta say, I have to say, though... I actually prefer the using Twitter on the iPad versus the browser base when I'm actually on my computer at work. I love the idea, the way that the Twitter app works and that to down to your point that if I'm, you know, I see my, I, I scroll through it using my, the, the, the timeline. And then if I click on something, it opens another window and I can scroll across. And all of a sudden then I'm looking at a different website. I'm watching a video. I'm sliding back and I'm back into Twitter. I like the actual functionality of the experience of Twitter on the iPad. I think it's better than actually when I'm just sitting on a, like when you're sitting at work or you're just going to twitter.com. Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. I mean, that's one of the things that the Twitter app does very well is that the branching of information and, and you know, giving you this experience is done very, very well. You can, to your point, you can dive right down into something, back right back out, get back to your feed very, very easily. It's a really, you talk about Web 2.0, that's a very good use of Web 2.0. Yeah, can you tell me, though, because uh, I'm stupid, because I do have the Twitter app for my iPad, and I use that, too, because I do like it, you know, checking the conversation strings with a two-finger pull-down and things like that. But how do you freaking check uh, your retweets, like what, what or your past retweets, and what if you've had anything retweeted? For some reason, the Twitter app doesn't allow that. It lets you it lets you see oh. your at your your the ats and your tweets. They just for some reason it's like they forgot to put that in there. It's it is a little weird. I, they figure no one is that vain to sit around and just checking their fucking retweets all the time. No, no, I am. I check them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's true, Downs, because that swiping, which is so synonymous with the iPhone and iPad technology now, is so perfectly built for Twitter. Like that, 
the the you know the Twitter environment is so perfectly made for me to go. Okay, I'm reading this. I'm reading this. Wait a minute, this is something interesting. I'm gonna slide over to here. See, oh wait, there. This guy's got an interesting website. I'm off to a video. It is really the perfect site for that. What do we call that? The finger flipping fucking. <laughs> Of I, Apple, like I don't even know what you call that. The cast well, it, it, it was it's, it's the gestures, but it's basically what what Apple again to get back to what Apple's done. This so that why they're they are so good at what they do is that they're defining how you interact with your hands with the computer. You know what I mean? Like I actually met with BlackBerry uh, through one of the groups I belong to, and this guy was talking about uh, the torch and stuff that they were building. And I asked the question, how much can you guys actually define and how much is already written in stone from what Apple does with their iOS? You know what I mean? Like there is just two fingers this way and two fingers that way. You know, that that's page turns now or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that's, it doesn't matter who you are. Any tablet you make now has to follow that standard, and that's what Apple is writing in stone because they're first to the market. Yeah. You know what? I, I think I know the solution to make your dreams come true, Downs. I think what you need is a freaking bigger iPad, you know, one like like as big as a freaking corkboard or something like that, so you can do your swiping in the air and shit like that. <laughs> but then he also needs like 10 smaller iPads outside of that because you know he needs like <laughs> – to be able to move his hands left and right and to flip those <laughs> over to other things. Yeah, and then he's a really like half the size iPad in his back pocket to do calculations. And then I don't know why, but for some reason I also see then in front of him he has a synthesizer. I don't know why I see that. <laughs> yeah, and a, and a leather tie with piano keys on it. <laughs> right. Okay. I don't know. Suddenly this character is not very cool. Um, <laughs> Okay. Um, well, I want to. So the funny thing is, is that there was actually a lot of rumors that the iPad two, just to close out on this discussion, was actually they were going to do a seven inch one, you know, not the nine and the seven inches, nine point seven inches that we get now with the iPad. There was a, some rumors that basically between the iPhone and iPad current size, there would be like another smaller version. Any guys? Any thoughts on that, guys? Um, I'm not down for that. I think uh, at this point, I'd almost want it bigger. The, the, the smaller version of it is, this isn't one of those cases. Now, not, not that I want a four feet by three feet fucking screen, but, uh, I, I, I don't think making it a smaller screen is going to make that any more handy. To me, it's like I could actually even go for the iPad 2 being slightly larger. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it being a bit larger either. The smaller doesn't do it for me. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, I definitely don't want anything larger. It's funny. I'm commuting a lot now, and I'm using my iPad a lot, and I find it a little too big to, you know, walk around with. You know what I mean? Like I have it in a bag or something, but I can't get on the streetcar and, you know, be plugged into my earphones and have it. I can't really just carry it. You know what I mean? It's a little too big for that. You know, whereas I see people with their e-readers, which are in those seven-inch sizes, they look a little bit more. Um, a little more mobile, you know what I mean, and, and okay to walk with. The, the iPad just feels a little bit big to have it in one hand, you know what I mean, and another hand on the subway holding something. I, I take it out, but I, I only do if I'm sitting down. I don't know. I find that it's it, – there. it might be lacking a little bit on the mobility side because of its size. But I, but I, I, I love the way it is. I, 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 wouldn't, I, I don't know if I could go I, any smaller. I don't know. It sounds like your problem is more of your accessories, for Christ's sakes. I mean, there's got to be some kind of friggin' eye satchel or some shit like that that's friggin' basically built for that 
commuting and connecting and having it at your side. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I have it. I like so. I have it in, a, and I have a case, and I put it inside of like a, a glove in like a laptop bag, just because I, I don't want anything to happen to it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I thought you were gonna say like an, an old uh, grocery bag, and uh... no, it's like an <laughs> iPad condom. I have. Oh, I was say like an IGA bag or something. Yeah, he has like two, two supermarket grocery bags, like just in case, right? You know. I I actually keep mine in a plastic Happy Days lunchbox. <laughs> really? See, I keep mine uh, basically on the side of my head with a big sweatband around it, so I know it's there all the time. <laughs> no, but it, it's like that, that's the. It, it's a little bit in terms of really walking around. Like if you think about where we're going with computer devices, it might be a little bit too big to have something that fits in a pocket. Is all I'm saying. You have something that fits in a pocket that might be even more useful. Uh, in fact, um, if I look over here, the that EPad I got from uh, Japan. That's like a seven inch. It fits in your in your pocket. You know what I mean? In fact, if this thing didn't break and wasn't such a piece of shit, it it I think this has a much more utility. It's one hander. You know what I mean? It's a good size, I think. See, I, to me, I I guess I'm not really thinking of this like if I'm going fucking mountain climbing or something. Like it's like I I think this fits in. Uh, those little satchels, those man bags, women's purses and shit like that. I think it's pretty mobile. I, but at the end of the day, I'm using this for things like, you know, e- like reading books and comics and, you know, and using things like Twitter and ex- other apps. I, I, I don't think I'd want the screen to go much smaller, but that's my caveman brain. I'm just a caveman. Yeah. Like, exactly. Like, essentially, I like, think DJ and I are more than happy to use our iPads in a more, you know, leisurely fashion. I mean, we're just basically there to sit on the couch and throw friggin' birds against friggin' walls and shit like that, you know? <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, I, I definitely, I feel like in terms of just it being a computer that's with you all the time, that seven inch size with the iPad OS and the apps, this is all of a sudden, you know, a pretty fucking handy personal computer which we started with 30 years ago but it's something that you're carrying with you you know your money can be on there i really i really could see us moving as a society to something like that where it's like your computer is that little seven inch tablet you know what i mean and that's that's your life it's your hard drive it's your resumes on there your banking information it's your phone as long as as long as i can tell it what to do and it understands me that's what's important to me well and so i mean you might have a, a headset you know what i mean you talk on the phone you hit a button again I, I said this before that all the fucking cell phone companies that's why they're all doing the shit raping us like they are is because this shit the writing is on the wall a cell phone is soon going to be a fucking earpiece and a mouthpiece and a connection to the internet we don't need any proprietary fucking rogers network anymore that shit's done with the internet now you know what i mean skype the the, the minute skype facetime facetime's the first thing once skype is doing something like that with video to video conferencing online for free fuck that shit's free you know what i mean cell phone companies aren't gonna be able to compete with that that's just where we're going well well, let me play the role of the grumpy old man because I tell you right now, I don't want no. I want I like my phone with shit on it for crying out loud. I like to push a button and see what the weather's going to be. I like to push another button where I put all my freaking notes for podcasting and shit like that. I don't want just a freaking thing stuck in my ear or in my mouth or something like that. I don't you'll, but, like but it. But you'll have your computer right here that you bring up and you go, "Where's my list? There it is." The 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 phone is you don't need a device for your phone, Christian. All the phone is is a fucking things for someone to hear what you're hearing and and for you to be able to talk to them. 
my, when my wife is in the friggin' dress store and I'm sitting out front looking at that, I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to look at my phone and either play Angry Birds or maybe check the friggin' forum. No, listen, idiot. I mean, well, uh, you, you still have the seven-inch tablet in your pocket. You pull that out. You can play Angry Birds in it. You can surf the web. It's just that's the connection to the Internet, which is how you talk to someone over the phone. But you have the huh. computer with you all the time. So that means I need a friggin' uh, a bigger pair of pants to keep a seven-inch tablet in, for Christ's sakes, or a jacket with a larger inside pocket. That seems a bit too cumbersome. No, Christian, this is the time you finally have to get a European man bag. The future is now. <laughs> the future. Fanny now. packs are making a comeback. No, but that's why. Again, that's why the seven-inch size makes sense. This fits in a pair in a combat pair of pants. You know what I mean, inside uh, pocket of a leather jacket. It's not that big. Listen. Let me tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, I have no problem dealing with seven inches for crying out loud. I just don't need another seven inches to deal with. <laughs> I'm just thinking now we all got to wear combat pants. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden we're going to war because Downs wants us all to have tablets and earpieces in our face. That's it. That's the uniform. Combat pants to fit our seven-inch tablets. <laughs> That's right. And mesh T-shirts. <laughs> On that note, I don't know. I, I, I had a list of things I wanted to cover. I mean, I wanted to talk about Connect. You know, that whole thing, um, you know, here again is something Microsoft invents, and because of what people have done hacking it, it's making Minority Report that one step closer. I wanted to talk about Jeopardy. Oh, yeah, okay. T tell us about that, Christian. That's a great thing to, to bring Because this is the thing that fucking freaks me out. Like, I don't know, for all of you uh, lucky people who follow me on Twitter, I usually do my running gag, which I think to myself is absolutely, totally fucking hilarious, is where I Twitter about how I basically uh, practice sparring with uh, different kitchen appliances and stuff like that in preparation for the inevitable robot wars, which is the hashtag. And if there's one thing a little – I saw this, uh, I think, about a month ago or something like that. There's this link to this new computer uh, being built by uh, IBM, uh, which basically has, like, 15 terabytes of RAM, 80 teraflops of whatever the fuck that is, of processing power called Watson. Now, this computer is so powerful that essentially what it's been programmed to do is actually compete against real live people – on Jeopardy and win. So the sole purpose of this computer is to kick people's asses on a fucking game show. <laughs> on Jeopardy, though, it's fucking Jeopardy. So basically, it's the game it, show. It, it is processing an audio question, you know, like a human being poses the question, the computer takes the question, understands it, and goes within its database to compile an answer based on that question. And, and, and remember, Jeopardy questions are kind of tricky. They're always kind of got a flip and a flopping, and you have to answer in the form of a question and things like that. It's not exactly the most straightforward question either. And pretty much like, you know, 60% of the time, this freaking computer is like knocking it out of the park. Yeah, apparently um, they had the, I mean, at the time of this recording, they're actually taping the show, I believe, and the computer won the uh, test round, right? They didn't have Final Jeopardy, though. So the big question was, can uh, can because Final Jeopardy is usually a little bit more of a complicated yeah. type of uh, riddle or question, right? So apparently yeah, it, was, it was battling uh, that Ken Jennings, a super duper fucking Jeopardy champion, mm -hmm. and beat him. Mm -hmm. That's pretty friggin' freaky for crying out. And it's not connected to the internet. It's got a database already kind of predetermined within its system already that it gets its answers from. I love how fucking nerdy these <laughs> computer designers are because they're making. A computer to compete on Jeopardy. I just find that so, like, what is the fucking point? 
Oh, I'll tell you right now, this is the evolution, because next they're going to build a robot that can compete on the Price is Right. Well, no, this they, is because this is the fucking end is nigh. This brain is going to fucking wake up and go, what do I need human beings for? And it's going to fucking create Skynet, and that's how we're all going to die. But we'll, be, we'll have great Samsonite luggage. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, yeah, we'll be entertained, the motherfucker. Yeah, but at least uh, the, uh, a lot of us will have the Jeopardy home game, apparently, because no one's winning that shit anymore. <laughs> That's right. Watson's going to be bring it right to our house. <laughs> That's pretty nuts. With its giant killing robot claws. <laughs> Answer that in the form of a question, human. <laughs> what is the death of all humans? <laughs> Watson. <laughs> You are correct. <laughs> now get me a can of oil. <laughs> oh, that's what I think they'd be talking about. <laughs> okay, was there uh, anything else, uh, DJ? Did you have something in the technology you wanted to bring up? No, I think we've covered everything. It does really believe like the future is now. The future is now. <laughs> so right now, it's the future. Right at this moment. Whoa! Right now, catch it. <laughs> catch it. Catch the fever. Catch the fever. Catch the power. Catch the future. <laughs> All right. Christian, uh, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about in terms of the future technology? Not future technology, no. And how it's all ran by the Rand Corporation and the reverse vampires? That's right. I, for one, salute our robot overlords. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I think that's pretty it for our 2011 technology roundup. Yeehaw! I'm shooting off my gun there. Subtitle, The Future Is Now. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, where we're at in 2012 to see how much is, uh, you know, how much are we really typing in Word now. Let's do another one then. (laughs) That's if the world doesn't end. Isn't the world supposed to end in 2012? So we'll see if we're even here. Or at this point, at least it'll be uh, the Atomic Geeks featuring Mike Downs, Christian (laughs) Nielsen, Michael DiGiovanni, and Watson. (laughs) (laughs) You are wrong, DiGiovanni. <laughs> Exterminate. Die, die. die. <laughs> okay, so why don't we go to our... Atomic Picks. Okay, Christian? Oh, uh, my Atomic Picks. Uh, my Atomic Pick this week, uh, short and simple. Uh, I got a, a chance to see uh, the movie uh, Salt over the weekend, uh, starring uh, Angelina Big Lips. Uh, and needless to say, I mean, it was it was a, it was an okay time waster. I mean, I didn't uh, mind that movie at all. I thought it was kind of neat, little twists and turns here and there. But overall, I I, I enjoyed myself. Uh, but if there's anything I did learn from that movie is that if I'm going to punch anybody in the face, it's a lot better if I jump off a wall. But um, other than that, salt. Yeah, not bad movie. Okay, Michael DiGiovanni. Two atomic picks for me this week. First of all, right before the holidays, got my hands on the third and apparently final of the Family Guy Star Wars spoofs. And this one's called It's a Trap, because they're finally doing Return of the Jedi. Uh, if you're a fan of the Family Guy series, and but more importantly, Star Wars, you should basically watch these. Uh, they, they put out It's a Trap on DVD and Blu-ray, but they've also collected all three of the films when they do A New Hope, Empire, and Return of the Jedi. These are done very well, almost shot for shot at times. Really funny stuff. Uh, return, th- this, it's a trap is not as strong as the Empire one, but 
Are you really surprised that it's something that is about Return of the Jedi is not as good as Empire? But it's still pretty funny. So you can grab those on Blu-ray now. And my other atomic pick is a comic book. And this one is called The Infinite Vacation. This is from Infin, uh, this is from Image Comics by writer extraordinaire Nick Spencer. Uh, this is, uh, the only the first issues out, but a really high concept on this one. Basically, it's a world where travel between alternate realities has become a massive commercial enterprise. So people basically vacation into your alternate lives. It, it, get your mind around that. Great, great art by Christian Ward and another real winner by Nick Spencer, who is wrote uh, Morning Glories, which I recommended on another episode. And he's also writing uh, The Thunder Agents for DC Comics, which is pretty balls awesome. Nick Spencer, I believe here, folks, is going to have the year in 2011 that Jonathan Hickman had in 2010. That means he's going to be the breakout writer in comic books. So take a look at The Infinite Vacation. You can buy it at comic stores, and it's also available on Comixology. All right, and for me, for Atomic Picks, I have two. Uh, first one is actually in a bit of an atomic pan, and this is a yet another kind of fucking burn on Apple uh, computers. Uh, in case you weren't aware, they decided to take VLC, the player, the app, out of the iTunes store. So if you don't have this on your iPad, you're fucked. Um, and that's really not fair. Again, and makes me feel like Apple is the empire and we all need to be rebels. Um, okay, and so for my second pick, I actually have a hashtag, being all technology roundup and all. Um, I stumbled across this hashtag the other night. I, I can't even remember how. But um, And I couldn't tweet about it because I think that if I tweeted about it and I made fun of it, I might get beat up. So I thought I would make it an atomic pick. Um, if you look up the hashtag, uh, number sign for hashtag, the number four and then real, for real, um, you will see some very funny people who happen to just be, you know um, – a, typ- a stereotypical type of like rapper type of person living in the hood talking about for real. And, um, I was killing myself reading these tweets because these are people who were saying all this shit for real. And, um, so yeah, unfortunately I couldn't tweet and say, I find this shit hilarious and that shit is for real. Um, because I think they might, I might get killed on Twitter. So, uh, if you want to f- find something funny to do, check out the for real hashtag on Twitter. And I thought it was pretty neat that I had that as an atomic pick. Word. Word, for real. So that's it for episode 98. Um, Mr. Nielsen, what's on tap for episode 99? Ladies and germs of the Internet, your dreams are coming true. Next week on The Atomic Geeks, we return to The Atomic Geeks Super Fight Dome. Uh. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Um, that's going to do it. As I said, for episode 98, that's a 99. 100 is coming up around the corner, and we're actually asking for some help for you. So if you want to go by the Atomic Geeks website and go to the forums, we have some uh, information for you uh, there. 
But we've actually, I don't know if you've been on Facebook and you noticed, but we closed the Atomic Geeks Facebook Just for Fun group. So you might have had some crazy title that Christian Nielsen might have given you. You might have been a duke of all things that was atomic or something like that. Well, you're not anymore because the Atomic Geeks Just for Fun Facebook fan group is no more. But what you need to do now, you need to go to the Atomic Geeks um website in facebook and become a fan and uh, click that like button we need lots of likes at the time of this recording we have 40 i would love us for us to be at 50 by the next time we meet again for the podcast so that's 10 of you motherfuckers or your friends go and like us on facebook um that's it i think good night carry on You've just listened to another episode of The Atomic Geeks. Visit us at theatomicgeeks.com. Production by Andrew Bloom. Title track by Don't Look Down. 